Hello and welcome to episode 76 of Employment Law Matters. In this episode, you'll learn whether cost alone can be enough to justify discrimination from an important new Court of Appeal case called Hesket. And you'll learn about some recent guidance from the EAT on the definition of disability. Before we start, an important announcement. Last month, November 2020, I launched a YouTube channel which is an explainer guide for all things legal. We've started by focusing on employment law, but are expanding in January to cover explainers for criminal and family law, and will expand to other subjects in due course. Next week's planned videos include, can my employer compel me to have a coronavirus vaccine? 15 ways to get free legal advice, and an explainer video on post-termination restrictive covenants. If you'd like to have a look, and please do subscribe, please go to bit.ly slash YouTube legal. bit.ly slash YouTube legal. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because after nearly 18 months of podcasts coming out every single week, I'm switching this from, from this very episode to becoming a fortnightly rather than a weekly podcast. Now, that's because I've got a barrister's practice to run. I also run the HR in a circle for HR professionals. And there are only so many hours in the day to also record podcast episodes and YouTube videos to help those who can't afford to pay for legal advice. So the next episode of this podcast, Employment Law Matters, is going to be in two weeks' time, not next week. And they'll continue fortnightly after that. This week's episode is actually a short extract from one of our regular monthly audio seminars for members of the HR Inner Circle, the membership club I run for smart, ambitious HR professionals. Here's what member Alison Melville from Grieg Melville Associates has to say. I'd thoroughly recommend the HR Inner Circle. It's worth every penny from the monthly magazine to the weekly podcasts to the monthly audio seminars and just having the support network to call on for a comfort blanket from time to time. I've been a member since it started. Every month, members get an audio seminar on an important HR topic. Next month's is Tackling Sexual Misconduct. The month after, that'll be February 2021, it's on the law relating to permanent health insurance policies. But every December, I record an end-of-year review, and this is a brief extract from the track on discrimination. Find out more about the HR Inner Circle and what you get from it at www.hrinnercircle.co.uk. And remember to subscribe to my new free YouTube channel at bit.ly slash YouTube legal. Welcome to Employment Law Matters with Barrister Daniel Barnett. Part 5. Discrimination. In Heskett, this is an important case, Heskett against the Secretary of State for Justice, the Court of Appeal looked at whether cost alone can be enough to justify something which would otherwise amount to indirect discrimination, in this case on grounds of age. And the court held that if the sole reason for the employer's action is to reduce costs for its own sake, then that's enough. But if it's coupled with something else, such as the need to reduce expenditure and balance the books, as will almost inevitably be the case, then it can amount to a legitimate aim for the purpose of justifying indirect discrimination. 
In this case, the claimant was a probation officer in Kent. And to meet a cap on increases in public sector pay, the Ministry of Justice changed its pay structure so that progression up a pay scale took longer. And this meant the claimant would, in the longer term, earn less than his longer serving and hence typically older colleagues. He claimed indirect age discrimination and argued that under a case called Woodcock, saving cost alone couldn't, as a matter of law, amount to a legitimate aim. And so the discriminatory effect of the new pay structure couldn't be justified. The Court of Appeal considered at length whether a costs plus principle exists, and it concluded that there can't be a legitimate aim justifying discrimination if the only reason, the only reason for the employer's actions is to save costs. In other words, an employer can't discriminate just because it's cheaper to discriminate than not to discriminate. And accordingly, the costs plus principle is correct and stands. However, first of all, the phrase costs plus is inelegant, said the Court of Appeal, and should be avoided. A better question is, is the aim of the measure solely, solely to avoid increased costs? And second of all, if an employer is subject to financial constraints which requires it to reduce its costs then that can be enough to amount to amount to a legitimate aim. As Lord Justice Underhill said at paragraph 98 of the judgment, an employer's need, I'm quoting here, an employer's need to reduce its expenditure and specifically its staff costs in order to balance its books can constitute a legitimate aim for the purpose of a justification defence. Now, I've been a real critic of the costs plus rule in the past, as many of you will know. And the effect of this case is to acknowledge the rule is technically correct, but to kick it into the long grass so that an employee will hardly be able ever to succeed in an argument that a particular action is based on cost alone. Now, let's have a look at a recent disability discrimination case as well. You'll all be familiar with the definition of what constitutes a disability according to the Equality Act. It's a physical or mental impairment which has a substantial and long-term adverse effect on a person's ability to carry out day-to-day tasks. In order for a condition to be considered long-term, it's got to have lasted or be likely to last at least 12 months. A tribunal will look at the medical evidence and the employee's own witness evidence, but they'll also look at other evidence, including the employer's evidence, if that's relevant. Now, in Sullivan and Berry Street Capital, the claimant was a sales executive at a small company. In 2013, he suffered from paranoid delusions that caused him to believe he was being tracked by a gang of Russians. He had a history of poor timekeeping and attendance, and his delusions exacerbated these issues. However, he sought treatment and his condition improved by September 2013. Now, fast forward three and a half years, in April 2017, the delusions started to have a more severe impact on the claimant and on his ability to do his job. And in September 2017, he was dismissed for capability reasons. He brought a claim for unfair dismissal and disability discrimination. The tribunal considered medical evidence, 
they considered the claimants partially inconsistent evidence and they considered evidence put forward by the respondents witnesses ultimately the tribunal disagreed with the medical evidence and decided the claimant wasn't disabled within the meaning of the Equality Act. At the relevant time, the substantial adverse effect that existed wasn't long-term, as it wasn't likely to recur. And the Employment Appeal Tribunal agreed with that. They rejected the argument that the impact, the substantial adverse effect, the delusions, did in fact recur in 2017. The tribunal was required to make its assessment on the basis of the condition at the time. And the fact that delusions recurred didn't prevent the tribunal from concluding that in 2013, it was unlikely that they would do so. Well, I hope you found that useful. As I said, from next week, or in fact two weeks' time, these podcasts are switching to fortnightly. And please do look at my new YouTube channel. It's totally free at bit.ly slash YouTube Legal. And subscribe if you like what you see there. It's explainer videos on all aspects of English law. If you enjoyed this podcast, do subscribe. If you don't already, go to the podcast store or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to Employment Law Matters. And please leave a review on whatever podcast store you use. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Barrister Daniel Barnett. Bye bye. Any information on this podcast is for general guidance only. Always seek legal advice. Please see full terms at www.danielbarnett.co.uk forward slash podcast terms.